everybody and welcome to podcast number 57. Today I have with me a Radio Jackie breakfast show presenter. He's a trainer, voiceover artist, public speaker and a stand-up comic. Is there anything he just can't do? It's Neil Long everybody. Welcome Neil, thank you for joining us. So what have you been up to? Can I tell you what I was doing in lockdown? Just to bring you up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well I can I can show you. In, in lockdown, hold on, I'm going to have to turn the camera off for a second. Bear with me. Um, I was basically bored. Um, I was working um, on Radio Jackie, which was nice because we were considered sort of frontline workers, you know, broadcast and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, that was cool. But then I come home and I was in the house by myself and I was somewhat bored. Now, leave me alone for too long and I start getting weird. Um, so for the last year, I've, I've been doing virtual parties. I don't know if you can see that. Oh. That, that, that's a set of decks. Yeah, well. Now, what I'd love to do is a promotional night for you guys and get some, yeah. get some of your comedians on and do a virtual party for you. Um, oh. so, so this is the Conservatory, Southwest London's only online yeah, yeah. nightclub. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it just so happened, obviously, you know who Nikki is. She, and, you know, our relationship yeah. on air is, um, even though in real life we are the best of friends, and I love her dearly, uh, but <laughs> our, our on-air relationship is, is deliberately quite fractious. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, she made a disparaging comment about my love life and said I needed something inflatable with a punch of a hair kit. Um, <laughs> a listener thought that was funny and sent in an inflatable doll, just a joke one, um, with a puncture repair kit, which I thought was funny. Um, and contrary to popular belief, I have no use for that in real life. So I put it in my cupboard upstairs until lockdown. Uh, then I set up the disco and I thought, let's put Helga, as I christened her, in the background. And then in the middle of lockdown, it suddenly started this, you know, you've got your WhatsApp community. There was a wave of gossip that went round on my little oh. vine. And people started leaving inflatable dolls in my front garden. So I've now, I've now got a collection of seven, <laughs> including an inflatable sheep. Um, I've, got, I've got an inflatable one of these, which was left in my front garden. Um, and a film prop, which is... Um, can, I use, can I use rude words on this podcast? You can. Uh, which is a 15-inch dildo, uh, which <laughs> hit, hit somebody around the head with in a music video. And all of this gets left in my front garden in leafy New Malden, you know. <laughs> So what the neighbours think of me, I actually don't know. Um, I've still got my Christmas tree up because I'm a bit quirky like that, and it's still, it's still got lights on it. And I've been doing I've been doing virtual parties for the last year, and we've done all sorts of things. We've done tributes, and we've done theme nights, and we've done launch parties, launching people's podcasts and people's books and all that. Sort oh of stuff. wow! Yeah. yeah. Um, and it really is just like the real thing. It's like a party that comes to you. You can just sit there, pour yeah. a drink, and there's there's a there's there's a DJ. Um, playing all your favourite songs. And, and I've seen you singing with Helga on, on a video as well. Oh, God, you've seen some of that footage. Well, yeah, look, I was bored and I was a little tipsy. OK, what would you do if left alone on lockdown? <laughs> Not put video on when I'm bored and a little tipsy. <laughs> and, and the LDF, that's the lockdown family, that's like the core group of people that got involved with it. Uh, they did a little celebration middle of last year when the lockdown lifted and every inappropriate thing I'd done with the inflatable dolls and there were a lot on camera is now immortalized on the icing of this cake and this <laughs> plus a load of video footage so if I ever flip in work again it'll be a miracle you guys <laughs> you, you have actually just been given the award from the mayor of Kingston Royal Borough of Kingston 
you were right. actually given an award. So through all this frivolity, um, she gave you an award for service to the community throughout the lockdown, throughout the pandemic. To be serious for a second, I'm a big advocate for mental health. I know a lot of people struggle. And when people are something unprecedented, like a pandemic, that's going to terrify people. Mm -hmm. So the fact that if people were alone and they could feel connected, like a really good pub night online or something, um, that would actually help a lot. And she did kind of acknowledge that as well. So if I can contribute to that, that's absolutely brilliant. Plus comedy, laughter. And I think laughter is the greatest healer that we have equal up there with music so um definitely up for something like that but yes that was that was interesting and i managed to get helga's name in the acceptance speech as well which was quite funny <laughs> um and if you if you watch the mayor's face at that point there's that kind of curious look when i'm thanking everyone and john and richard <laughs> and ken and helga de Bleu, who has her own facebook page by the way in a relationship it's complicated uh, <laughs> You can look her up, Helga D apostrophe blur, Helga de blur. And the funniest thing is, I've got this cleaner, um, a lovely Korean lady that walks around, goes to one of these Korean churches, and she plays these Korean Christian sermons and music as she walks around doing my house. And she just picks up the dolls and puts them to one side. But I think there's a bit of a campaign of morality going on here because she let one of them down, then she let them all down, and now she's put them away somewhere, and I don't know where they are. <laughs> Which is a bit awkward, and I'm trying to work out whether I should use Google Translate to say in Korean, where are my dolls? But, <laughs> but there you go. So that, that's what I've been doing through lockdown. How can I help you? What can I do for you? Oh, yeah. I'll never work again. <laughs> I'm past caring now. It's, it's been immortalised in icing and on video. Everyone knows anyway, so I really couldn't care less. But you are a Kingston boy. and you actually New Maldon. New Maldon. And you went to Kingston Grammar School. And, I did. And your first job was actually with Kingston FM, way, way back. And you were selling airtime. Um, so had you always wanted to get into radio? Were you like a one of the teenagers who did their own discos or a hospital radio or anything like that? Yeah, I was doing disco. I was doing discos and hospital radio. Uh, my mum and dad bought me for a birthday present a set of Citronic decks. Um, and they were the ones with the belt drive where you turn it back half a turn and then press the button and hope it had got up to speed by the time that 180 degrees had passed. Otherwise, it would go like that. Brilliant. Um, yeah, the day MP3s weren't even invented then. I did do hospital radio for a while, but I walked out like a diva because they wouldn't give me my own show. Uh, so I paid my 30p um, tea and coffee bill and walked out like a diva. But then um, local entrepreneur Dave Mason um, and you're absolutely right, came along and he was wanted to set up a local radio station, Kingston FM. Um, so he did. Lovely, lovely guy. And I did the mid-morning show there for a while. And then I was super lucky. I got a break to Capital Radio um, and spent six years there. And then two years at Essex FM and then uh, Radio Jackie from then until present day. And when you were with Capital, you were also doing the club scenes as well. You were up in London. I mean, what? A f I mean, that's living the dream, isn't it? So when did comedy come into your life? When did you? Because I always wanted to be funnier. I always wanted to be funnier. I mean, because I thought that art of making people laugh was brilliant. And I found if I tried too hard, I'd just come across as cheesy. But it's when it's when one doesn't try too hard that then it can flow and it can work. But I thought the art, the whole art of being a comedian, I thought was, was genius. And at Capital, they wanted DJs. That was their business, it was their brand. They didn't want comedians until Chris Miles came along, which was a completely different mm -hmm. kettle of fish. But that was quite radical for them at that point. And of course, he's done very well for himself, right? Mm -hmm. You know, very good. Um, but I 
just wanted to try it. So I, I gave it a go. And you've won a couple of awards and you emceed for the Laughing Horse. So you were one of their... Oh, the Laughing Horse. They were a great bunch of people. Yeah, Alex and, and all the crew. So, yeah, Laughing Horse. They've launched some pretty, some pretty successful people, people that are still going strong now. Now, when throughout lockdown, a lot of comedians have been saying, oh, it's been awful on Zoom. You, you can't really hear the people. You see them, but you can't hear them clapping. Really. But you're telling jokes on radio. You can't even see them, let alone hear them, the response. So how do you keep that going? I'm very lucky that I work with Nikki. Nikki has an acting background. And she is, as I say, we're great mates in real life. And, you know, our on-air relationship is, is fractious deliberately. But I think she's super talented. I can throw anything at her. And she can come back with a witty comeback. Um, and to tell a joke on air, if, if, if you're doing it alone, it's theatre of the mind. You've just got to imagine on radio that people are going about doing their thing, you know, half listening. And did he actually just say that? Did he, did, you know, it's that, or then go to work and say, did you hear what those idiots did on the radio this morning? That, that's the buzz of it. That, that's the joy of it. No, you don't have the crowd <clears throat> feedback, but it's a different, it is a different discipline, a learnable discipline. And I guess the fact that people keep tuning in is feedback in its, in its own way. Um, yeah. So what sort of comedic style are you when you're out doing your um, comedy? Are you sort of wordsmith or are you storyteller? or just whatever you feel like at the time? It was whatever I felt like at the time. I mean, I always had quite a wacky sense of humour, which was criticised by some comedians. They'd say, very good, Neil, stick to comedy next time, which is quite bitchy. <laughs> um, but when I did the early stuff at The Laughing Horse, it, I mean, it wasn't, I wasn't that good. I was all right. I could headline locally, but yeah. I did a five-minute open spot at the comedy store, and I died on my sorry ass. <laughs> So. And I was so excited about it. But the, but the league there, just that couple of miles extra into London, it's, it's like that and that. And I'm certainly not saying there's anything wrong with the laughing horse, but I mean, this, this, but, it, 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 but that, that leap, you know, people, you know, the headline, the other guy doing a five minute open spot was already a headline act in New York. Right. So, <laughs> so, but so every, that, every that, comedian dies, even the best ones die at times, don't they? So, yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember a lovely, can't remember her name, a lovely Scottish lady comedian was talking to me, and she said, "You have to learn to die. If you're going to live, you have to learn to die." I thought it's like the Buddhist approach to comedy or something like that. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, quite it's good. So, were your family quite an arty family? No, no, just it was just. No, Mum was an estate agent. Dad was an engineer, and I, I was the anomaly. So, <laughs> so, and and obviously the music thing helps you present. So the both intertwined with one another so your comedy and your music and all your presenting because you do public speaking and everything that were you always a chatterbox at school then um gobby little shite um um really but that that, that was it i was sort of deputy class clown um i suppose i just i just enjoy it i enjoy the buzz of it you get into those delicious flow states when you're public speaking or doing anything and it's just ecstasy it just feels fantastic it's a buzz <laughs> It's like a legal drug. It's brilliant. Um, Graham, is there anything that you'd like to ask? Yeah, who, who are actually your mentors in radio presenting and comedy? Who would you look up to and say they are? That's where I aspire to be. In radio, it was people like Chris Tarrant. I don't think his breakfast show's ever been beaten mm. in, the, in the market to this day, in my humble opinion. 
um, Pat Sharp, massive fan of Pat Sharp, Mick Brown, um, Dr. Fox, who also went to Kingston Grammar School. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, yeah, Foxy, he was um, a couple of years ahead of me at school. Um, in comedy, ooh, I, li- I, I liked, I love Bill Bailey, I, um, I, the musical comedians. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you a story in a second, but I saw Bill Bailey uh, when he was part of the Rubber Bishops, because that's where he started, mm-hmm. and, yeah, yeah. As, as I'm sure you know. And they came on the stage, him and his partner in cassocks, and did these, I love parody songs, and did this hilarious, <laughs> hilarious parody songs, uh, one of which had a line about um, having sex with the gerbil, which was funny, mm-hmm. um, which that kind of sticks in your head. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I thought, oh my God, that's funny. I'd love to be doing that. And when... And when I was a kid, when I was about seven, I was a kid, I was about 17. Uh, this is very childish, but me and a group of friends, there was five of us, and we called ourselves, I'm cringing telling you this, the Cuss Masters. <laughs> and whenever um, one of our friends did something stupid with a car or with a girl, which was pretty regularly, we'd write a song about them and put it, put it to music and then play it on cassette that date set to all our friends and then we'd all because everyone knew each other we'd have a laugh um <laughs> and and there was one guy who was a, his name's matt who was a much better writer than me I, I could put together a reasonably good parody song but he 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 just had it he just he, he, could, he could do like two lines and just do a zinger which would just be so fast and funny and satirical and knowledgeable and cutting just in two like enviable talent and uh, then we lost touch um and then 28 years on I saw his brother on Facebook and I got in touch with him because he's not on Facebook and I, I met up with him and said do you want to do some writing for real and he went yeah all right I said but let's not do it about people that we know because that's too inny mm-hmm. let's do it about people everyone knows like Donald Trump like Boris Johnson like you know and so the Biffin brothers which was a reincarnation of the Cussmasters and if you don't know what a Biffin is google it it's rude yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh came about and then of course lockdown here but we've got a bunch of parody songs so i can send you one which you can edit into this podcast if you want and so when when you're actually preparing you know when you're preparing your material for radio do you do it is it or is it prepared and written down and you're scripted and you stick to the word or is it improvised bit of both yeah so do you find um, when you did your early days in comedy and then the improvising, like, because obviously you have to get it right on air. Or do you find, okay, if I'm going to fail, let's, let's, let's just fail miserably. And it's going to be funny. You can make a joke out of it, obviously, yeah. yeah. You can turn that into a joke in, in and of itself. Yeah. Um, I, it, it's a balance. I think, I think it's a balance, Graham. If, if, you do, if you're too scripted, it, it will sound scripted and it will sound boring. But if you're too fly by the seat of your pants, there'd be no structure. Yeah. So it, it's, that, it's that sweet spot in between the two. Yeah. And um, do you find that hard or, or you know, at times? when Because I've heard you in the morning. I, I wish I'd come back. It was the ones where you were, like, looking for, uh, looking for a girlfriend and you were being set up, I think, a couple oh. years ago. And those were really funny. Those, I was listening to those. I thought, that's good. That's, that's really good. But the ad hoc and the way it danced off between you and Nikki. Was oh, no, I, rem- I remember that because it must, whatever story I told, it would go wrong. And I play that all by myself. Yes, thing. yeah. That was it. Yeah. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to um, pass you back to Elaine. 
<laughs> and I read somewhere that you're actually looking to go back into comedy. You're working with somebody else to be a comedy duo as well as solo comedy. Well, I'd like to. I've got so many projects on. I'm I'm really tough at picking one to stick with. And of course, you know, I've got other you know stuff going on. And um and but I would like to because it's su- it's just such a buzz. It is just such a buzz. Plus, the guy that does the writing. Matt, there is the minor detail that he has a life and probably wouldn't want to give up that life to come out doing gigs, <laughs> doing gigs with me. Plus, he can sing better than I can. You know, well, um, I mean, you are incredibly busy. I mean, you run various courses. Uh, you could be hired for adventure. About to do the the festivals coming back, isn't it? Happy days. Happy days. That's the one. So you've run that for years. Obviously, last year was unable to, but that's coming back again this year, isn't it? Really? Yeah, I'll be presenting that on the Saturday. So um, that so that'd be uh, busy. So how can people follow you? What else have you got lined up for the future? That's a really good question. I mean, I've got um, the thing is, I'm not exactly sure what direction I'm going to go in yet. I mean, I can I'm, I'm sort of I could do I could do people at a virtual party. I could do people at a real party. Uh, I could persuade my friend we could come out and sing silly parody songs. I might um, check out what else is going on in radio or might stay with radio jacket. I, I, but my website is neillong.com. I also help people get podcasts up and running. If people have got a message and they want to get it out to the world and they think, Oh my God, it's really daunting the technical side, or I don't know how to present, or I don't know how to do this. And I'll say, actually it's pretty learnable skills. It's not, it doesn't, it's not special in any sense. You know, anyone, anyone can do it as, as we all are now, you know, it's, it's not, it's not a terribly big deal. Um, and it's fun and it's, and it's learnable. So I help people get podcasts out. So I've been having some success with that as well. So, so really any of, any of those things. Um, plus I do NLP, a bit of psychology and I'm not a bad chef, make a decent cup of tea. And, um, <laughs> and you're single and available. So, and, so- sing, and, sing, and single and single. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's a mystery that a man like me with a soul so full of love and poetry is still alone, but hey, there you go. There you go. How does it happen? So listeners out there, make sure you tune in to Radio Jackie and The Breakfast Show in the mornings and then you can listen to him and look him up. And if you need any support in any way, he's got lots of things online, which is definitely worth looking into. Neil, it's been an absolute pleasure. We'll carry on chatting. Listeners, thank you very much for listening. Thank, thank you. you. It's, been, it's been a lot of fun. Lovely to meet you guys. Thank you. This has been a podcast recording for a whole lot of comedy.